Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Stevie Mans. Uh, where am I? Where are you? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Somewhere in Canada. Uh, I'm just glad that the internet works and I'm allowed to to podcast from here. Yeah, I, mean, I remember this time last year, you were podcasting from green rooms, sometimes store cupboards. Yikes. Yes. It was bad. Oh, that's right. I was in that cupboard that one time. Yeah, it was really rough. And sometimes yeah. there was no soundproofing. Mm-hmm. Oof. I mean, this is better. It's, we're not keeping as regular as a schedule as I'd like. But uh, it turns out when you're on tour, usually you have Mondays off as opposed to yes. Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, well, happy Canadian Thanksgiving to you. And happy Canadian Thanksgiving to you. Yeah, I found out that it was a holiday today when I went out for coffee. <laughs> and there were no coffee shops open? Uh, there were a couple open. I don't know if they're like the the fancy nice ones. I didn't get a... I got a very passable cappuccino and a very tasty peanut butter uh, donut. And that is how my life has been. My wife told me about some TikToker who has a recipe for a peanut butter espresso. So mm. I'll find a few, but essentially you take your old peanut butter jar yeah, and then you make like a peanut butter so that you will put your espresso in there and you'll kind of shake it up, I believe. Oh. Yes. Sounds good, doesn't Divine. it? Divine. Mm-hmm. It sure does. I'll, I'll find that for you. Katie said she would give it to me, my wife, so I will give it yeah. to you. Pass that on that love. That would be so wonderful. Yes, we're paying it forward. Oh, yeah. Remember that we're doing a podcast? Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> this is not a cooking show. We're not just talking. Hello, I'm Julia Child. And I'm James Mason. And you're listening to <laughs> Set Phases, a highly logical Star Trek podcast. Uh, today's star date is star date. I wrote it too quick. It's star date 337-1010.4. And we're talking about lower decks coming into the coming into the the, the closing stretch, stretch here, episode seven, yeah, uh, of season three, entitled "A Mathematically Perfect Redemption," uh, which Stevie saw before me, and you you said that Mike McMahon was high. Is that uh, yeah? That sounds like something I would I say. Think that's the quote. Yep, I certainly thought he was on something. I have no idea what happened at all it, it's a very weird episode i kind of like these weird side character episodes but i was like this is very strange maybe it's just setting something up for the future uh anyway it, uh very strange episode i don't know how i'm gonna run it down except to just tell you what happened but before we get into that we got to talk about patreon are you missing uh, star oh, trek watch parties in your life 
You're taking a pause now before you do it. Okay. I'm trying. Are you missing <laughs> Star Trek themed cocktails in your life? Uh. Are you missing cooking shows with Aki? <laughs> well, you can get all that and more at patreon.com forward slash said phases. We will give you all of that behind the scenes access and fun as part of uh -huh. your membership. Join us now at patreon.com forward slash said phases. I'm really outdone for silliness, but you're really, you're really trying to take the cake here. Uh, it's taken me two you... years to find this. <laughs> no, I've got it done. Okay, I, I listen. I'm loving it. I think this is this is a this is a segment people are going to be screaming for. Where's the Patreon <laughs> questions part of the yep. show? Mm -hmm. uh, okay, well, I have nothing bad. So let's just run it down. <laughs> It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? Yeah, I'm it's a mathematically perfect redemption. I kind of had an idea where this was headed because we all remember our favorite exocomp, uh, Peanut Hamper. Who I always want to call Peanut Butter. But Peanut Hamper had a mathematically perfect name as a sentient, non-biological uh, exocomp. Uh, there's a bit of a last time on Lower Decks, or previously, really, on Lower Decks. Uh, you may remember that Peanut Hamper did not help save the crew when they were fighting against the Packlins at the end of season one? Two? That sounds about Sorry, right. I couldn't I remember. It that one. must have been one. Yeah, that's right, because it's when Shaq's died and everything. Uh they were being attacked by the pack lids and they needed someone to carry a virus aboard the ship to get it to stall out so that they could get away and peanut hamper could have done it but she was like uh eh, no no thanks not gonna carry the virus and they're like what about the needs of the many and the needs of one and she was like i'm out of here and beams away uh and decides to and just and so we now we see what happens we know what happened to the crew of the cerritos now we see uh peanut hamper watching the cerritos the explosions the crashes the big guy dying uh the the other ship that comes out and saves the day at the end of the thing and then peanut hamper basically thinks uh they'll just wait around for someone to show up and uh take them away from there uh basically won't send a distress signal even though they could because uh they hate starfleet and uh so we the credit sequence instead of being the normal credit sequence is just peanut hamper flying through uh debris field waiting for someone to uh come by when that doesn't happen we get a full peanut hamper sort of castaway <laughs> vignette where uh a different robot like non-robot robot is created named sophia and peanut hamper's been talking to sophia as they've been collecting dilithium from all the various little things and have put together a small warp speed ship and so they're about to get out of there and they load Sophia onto the ship and then Drukmani scavengers show up and they start pulling things out of the debris field and uh, in order to save themselves Peanut Hamper throws Sophia into the thingy-ma thing uh, and then manages to warp away uh, unsteadily arrives at a planet crash lands on said planet wakes up to discover themselves on a planet uh, where everything has wings, essentially, uh, called Arior, Arior. Uh, and uh, they were found by the leader of the village named Kaltoris, who welcomes Peanut Hamper and says, uh, 
we have been waiting for you all this time. And so Pina Hamper meets the villagers, and some of them are like, this is what the ancestors warned us about. Uh, but Kaltoris is like, no, this is the problem. This is our future. And then we meet uh, Kaltoris' son, Rada, who is, this is a archetypal sort of pre-warp uh, Star Trek uh, romance situation. He's just the most strapping, young, noble lad of uh, the bird people, and he will soon be the leader of his village. Uh, but Kaltoris orders him to show uh, to show Peanut Hamper the ways of their people. And at first he balks at this. He says, I will not be seen messing around with some machine. And then he says, would you would defy the leader of the village now? And then Rana's like, no, of course not, Father. I will show Peanut Hamper the ways of our people. And so, uh, Peanut Hamper is shown the ways of their people, uh, the ways of the Ariorian people. Wasn't it Areoli yeah. or something? And I was a bit like, isn't that's a bit on the nose? But I thought that was just Boimler saying, well, because it, it's definitely, the planet's definitely called Arior. Arior. But, okay. or wait, is the planet called Arior or are the people called Arior? Is the planet called Ariorless? It doesn't matter. You want to Google it? Let's Google it. You can Google that. Google that. Nope, 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 nope. You're not going to beat me. Titan. Uncharted planet. Katoris of Ariori. 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 Okay, I stand corrected. In any case, where was I? Oh, yeah. Peanut Hamper is pretty super bored with this pre warp civilization. And is getting the usual, come, let me show you something, Peanut Hamper. Uh, kind of noble, uh, air quotes, savage uh, civilization. Uh, uh, Rada takes Peanut Hamper out. They see a sky snake, which uh, Peanut Hamper, uh, you know, points out is a very stupid name for on a planet where everything flies. It should just be called a snake. Uh, but um, uh, then the sky snake attacks Kaltoris and Kaltoris is dying and they rush over and there's a whole the usual noble speech uh it is the great circle i am killed by the venom of the sky snake and he's killed by my spear and this should be the end of me but then peanut hamper's like no this is fine i'll just give you this quick hypo spray it's got some extra vitamins in it actually so it'll contract venom and actually make you much better than you were because you're living you know sort of lacking basic vitamins and then uh, the whole village is so happy that peanut and hammer oh they chant her name the children peanut peanut and uh and then we get this sort of like a flash forward and now peanut hamper is just completely part of the society so now is this is this the redemption arc of peanut hamper it definitely has that vibe you know they're going by and they're checking on like hey buddy and ooh, ooh, and know everybody and and uh rada's definitely giving them longing looks uh as they interact so well with the chick chicklings chicklings i don't know what you call them birds i'm sure there's a word for it i probably do know ducklings chicks. maybe chicks 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 it is chicks yeah. it's not chicklings yeah. i think you're mixing chicks and ducklings Chicklings. I'm going to go with chicklings. Um, yeah. Strawberries. 
And uh, <laughs> yes, so they have that typical arc there when Rada and, and Peanut Hamper are going to fall for each other. He says, let me take you somewhere and show you something. And they fly and he sings to her in his uh, voice. Uh, uh, and they go to look at a sunset or something. I forget what it is. And then there's a whole, you know, oh, uh, you treat you belong here. And and then and then uh, he's like, you've treated everyone on this planet but one. And the peanut hammer's like, maybe we should start with the physical bow chicka wow wow. And uh, then they do a weird thing by a waterfall, which I assume is some sort of coital act. And then, uh, and then, uh, I should have counted the number of times that Rada says, "I want to show you something," because then he once again says, "I want to show you something," <laughs> and <laughs> takes Peanut Hamper down into a cave to show the true history of of the Ariore people, uh, which is that they used to be spacefaring, and then but they fought in too many wars in the times past, and things got crazy, and there's this old cavern with all the old ships and the tons of old technology and hierog- you know caves sort of wall painting stuff on the walls I guess the advanced society speaking to the less advanced society that they gave up technology and decided to live an agricultural life uh, in order to not interact with the, all the conflict they found in the stars and then uh, uh, peanut hamper you know when Rod is like oh you're so great you're so wonderful that's when I want you to know that and stay here forever peanut hamper's like oh no I, I'm terrible I ran away with my friends and I can never forgive myself and never forget what I did and then Rod is like, maybe I can make you forget. And then once again, they bounce you wow wow in the cave. Flash forward, I think a year based on the the seasonal uh, montage, and it's the wedding day of Peanut Hamper and Rada, and they're getting married there in the square with all the people surrounded by them. And lo and behold, I turn to page two of my notes. I wrote them on paper because it's on a bus. Uh, the Drukmani attack and uh, they show up and they say hey as long as you don't interfere we're going to take all that stuff that's underneath your planet we're going to take all that stuff we de- we declare it salvage and the area are, are, are they are the people of the planet are like um, no if you take that stuff our the trees that we nest in will be destroyed and so the Drukmani attack and they start taking the ships by force using tractor beams which causes you know the the tree cities to sort of start to fall and everything's going crazy and people are getting hurt and then Pina Hamper says uh, there is something I can do and so Pina Hamper sends a distress signal to to the Cerritos, and that's where we get our first view of the Cerritos crew, and they're flying around, and that's Mariner says, hey, we're getting a distress call from Peanut Hamper, uh, and that's when Boimler says uh, it's on a planet called Ariolus, which uh, is pre-warp and, uh, you know, sort of first contact kind of situation, but Captain Freeman's like, I want to talk to our wayward ensign. They haven't forgotten what Peanut Hamper did, leaving them in the lurch back in the day. So they had maximum warp towards the planet. Peanut Hamper, meanwhile, gets aboard uh, one of the ships and flies up to the uh, Drukmani ship and uh, 
disables them and uh, and does it all super heroically. And the Cerritos arrives just in time to see this brave heroic sacrifice. The shuttle explodes. And Peter Hampers managed to stop the Drukmani from attacking the planet anymore. And the, everyone thinks that Peter Hamper is dead. But then Peter Hamper shows up floating out of the sky. They just made it. And the Aeorians cheer. And the Cerritos crew beams down to the surface. And they're not angry. They want to praise Peter Hamper for the great work that they did. And Freeman even, uh, Captain Freeman even offers Peter Hammer, oh boy, boy, my words. Killer Romulan warrior nuns. Captain killer Freeman. Warrior Romulan nun? Killer warrior Romulan nuns? Not killer Romulan warrior nuns? Killer warrior killer Romulan nuns. Killer, killer warrior, warrior Romulan, Romulan nuns. Nun. Definitely starts with killer and ends with nuns. I don't remember what Killer warrior called. Romulan nun. Killer warrior Romulan nuns. Killer Romulan, Killer Romulan warrior, nun. warrior nuns. I mean, that's Which one's also, harder to say? I think if it's a great, you know, test if you were to do it one way and then the other. Killer warrior Romulan nuns. Killer Romulan warrior. And then again. Where was it? A killer Robin wobble wobble. Uh, wibble wobble. Captain Freeman offers Peanut Hamper their position back on the Cerritos. <laughs> now that's a little warm up. But Peanut Hamper is like, no, I couldn't possibly. I found my place here among these people. I couldn't leave uh, Rada, you know. And Rada's like, no, you you belong among the stars. I shall go with you. Captain Freeman, would it be too much for me to go? And the Peanut Hamper says, oh, that would be wonderful if allowed. For anywhere that you are is paradise, Rada. And then the Drukmani show up because they've now taken some of the Aeorian ships. And they start to attack the village and they're about to head up to space to attack the, the Cerritos. Uh, the ship has, like, weapons that the Cerritos have never seen before. Excuse me. That the Cerritos has never seen before, and everyone's going crazy. Then they contact uh, the Cerritos, and they say, uh, we actually have been lied to. We were sent to subspace communication that we could come here and take all these ships, and these people won't let us do it. And so they're the ones who are, are at fault here. And they go, what, for real? Like, no, we got a subspace communication. We recorded it. And they're like, what? And the subspace communication is, of course, the newly redeemed and now newly maligned peanut hamper. Uh, oh, come on. The now newly maligned uh, uh, peanut hamper saying, uh, hey, man, they have all this cool stuff and these tree kissing bird weirdos are not going to use it. So you guys should come on and take it. They won't put up any resistance. And so Peanut Hamper reveals that they set the whole thing up. They brought in the Drukmani and they offered them the stuff and then they wanted them to, to you know, attack so that they could save the day and the Cerritos could watch and then offer them the position back so they could get off the backward planet they didn't want to be at for so long. Uh, and then uh, the Drukmani attack in earnest again with these weapons that no one's ever seen and things are really getting screwed up and Peter Hamper bails once again on everybody refusing to save the day but it is Rada, the noble warrior who goes down to one of the ancient ships and he says for our people or something to that effect and takes the big ship up into space and he fights the other Aeorian ship and uh, knocks them out of the sky and saves the day and then at the end he's like we must embrace our future and all the Aeorians agree and then Peanut Hamper tries to return and say hey we did it and they're like no you can't come back here and then Peanut Hamper tries to rejoin Cerritos and uh, Captain Freeman's like no way you suck and then Peanut Hamper's like oh this screwed up I should have called the Borg and then they start to try and call the Borg and that's when Tendi and Ransom step in stop them 
And the last scene is Peanut Hamper being put in the prison at the Daystrom Institute on Earth, only to find out that right next door is our good friend Agamus, who says, ooh, we could do terrible things together or something to that effect. And then they laugh maniacally, and then all the other super intelligent computers are laughing maniacally. And there endeth episode seven, seven of season three. Thank you. <laughs> season three of Star Trek Lower Decks entitled A Mathematically Perfect Redemption. Let's get about that. I say, darling, let's do a quick chat about that. Yes, yes, yes let's do Well. Oh, you were looking at me there. Yes. Not my favorite. In fact, I would go so far as to say as worst episode so far ever. A very strange episode. I didn't hate it, though. I did. Like You hated it. I did. I really did. I wish I, I thought, could have liked yeah. it, but I just didn't. Well, I. it's a weird thing. I always feel like... Uh, Maybe part of it is like paying homage to Star Trek that there's always, it's for me, a, an episode. So this is meta. There's always an episode where you're like, oh, this episode, we're going to do this mm. in every season of Star Trek. Sure. And this was that. This had that feeling to me. It was like, oh, I don't care about this. Get us back to the Zeritos. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But so, so, so why do it? Why potentially like, I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean, Star Trek original. Yeah. Was. I don't know. I don't think it hadn't really picked up its fan base until years after it was on air. It was really only right. in syndication that it picked up that. So I think had they really been paying attention to what people were saying when it was on, I don't know. I think maybe the, I don't even know what the fan base was like at that point. But I think. If they had done it in hindsight, I'm not sure they would have done those crazy episodes, and I don't know that TNG really had that many of them either. They like there was have maybe that one. Many. It was maybe that one where Picard, and this is that's a really loved episode, the one where he went down and learned the flute and died and whatever. Yeah, but that was a that was a beautiful episode. I'm thinking it was a more episode. episode. Yeah, the wave four. What's that one called? The flute happy towns. Um, I can never remember the names of TNG episodes. There's too many of them. The Flute uh, Happy Dwinkle Time. Dinkle Snort. Uh, no, I think that uh, there's like episodes where you're like, we're going to go to, you know, Kronos and who cares? You know, it's like, uh, there'll be a, a legal battle on Kronos for Worf's The Honor of the House of Mog, which like in the long run i'm thinking about back in the day when you had to watch it once a week and you're like all right gonna watch star trek tng it's gonna be a great app and then they're like and you're not hanging out with your friends this episode Worf's gonna go fight to his brother for ownership of the house and you're like what Fair. The? no <laughs> uh so that had that vibe for me but i guess i also thought maybe they were trying to set up like a agamus supercomputer jailbreak thing yeah I just wish but that had was, been more yeah. of a subplot than the actual full-on plot where you never saw any of the other characters until five minutes before the end. Yeah, it was very silly. It was a silly episode, but yeah. it's a cart. It's a it's a thirty-minute cartoon. They can only do so much. Yeah, but there are no B, no CB plot. But 
I've looked ahead at what the next episode is called. Oh, you have? So have I know you? that we're getting right back. Yeah, for for once, I know what the next episode is called <laughs> <laughs> at the time of taping. And it looks like we're going to get right back into the thick of the shit. The thick of the shit? Sure. Do you want yeah. to? Oh, we can go to next time and talk That's about for that. next time, next time. But I'm just saying, I'm glad... Yeah, you know, we're watching. Yeah, these episodes come out once a week. It's like it was back in the day. You can't binge them. So you're like, uh, the episodes you don't like really are going to kick you in the teeth. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be honest. I don't have any Easter eggs because I was just like, there weren't really any. Um, no, the fun. only thing I caught was um, uh, Pina Hamper at the end says, you're like the. Oh, Agamus. No, no. The, oh. Before that. Um, oh, God. It's such a deep cut and I don't. Oh, look up Easter eggs. Uh, <laughs> uh, Peanut Hamper calls the Aeorians uh, bootleg oh. avians, which is like a TOS, maybe even like an animated series TOS thing. There's okay. like a bird planet or whatever. So uh, oh. that was the only Easter egg I caught. I'm sure. And then I think the Easter, the bigger Easter egg is the the pre warp civilization. Uh, now let me show you something. Peanut Hamper, come with me. There's something I must show you. Come. Come with me. There is work to be done. Come. I must show you something. It happened like 25 times in this episode. It always happens on the... <sighs> everything's great on this bucolic planet, and then they fall in love, and someone's like, Picard, come. I must show you something. Let's go to quotable then, moments, shall we? Okay, let's go to quotable moments. Quotable moments. I want to forget about this episode. I didn't write down any of the times he says, come, let me show you the things. But he says it 45 times. Uh, I have three or four. Let's see. Uh, uh, Pina Hamper says to, uh, oh, God, I didn't write that guy's name. Hey, blank, those stomach worms clear out. Oh, yes, my fecal matter is back to being oily and white. Great, but also gross. And, uh, oh, there was one cool moment. I don't know if you didn't like it. I thought this was a pretty sweet line before I realized that Peanut Hamper was uh, lying to us. This is what happens to you, right? Uh, it's Rada says to uh, when Peanut Hamper's like, I'm going to go. There's something I can do. He says, Peanut, it's too dangerous. And then Rada says, uh, Peanut Hamper says, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, baby. And then Rada says, but you aren't even a few. You're just one. And then Peanut Hamper says, no, I'm Starfleet. No? You don't like that? All right, all right. That, that was, that was, that's a pretty good line. It was a pretty it's good too line. too bad it was bullshit, but, but it was I'll a pretty tell you, sweet moment. I was like, hey, Peanut Hamper fully gets it. That line was uh, on a mathematically perfect redemption. <laughs> as far as this episode oh, goes. Oh, oh, burn. Yeah. Uh, so. Ooh. That stings. Oh, oh! Look at you, oh, Stamets. Uh, well, are you gonna hit some news now? Yes, I am. Okay, fine. Go to the news. Ah, oh, so much news, Aki. We sadly missed New York City Comic Con. I'm very upset because I didn't get tickets this year, until, and then they announced that the entire TNG cast was reuniting for the first time yeah. in like 30 years. Yeah. Then of course they couldn't get tickets. Yeah. 
So I was very upset. Anyway, there was just lots and lots of Star Trek news. Ah, okay, so let's start off with some Janeway news. So yes. most of this news focuses on Kurtzman and Terry Metalis. So Kurtzman was asked directly about a Janeway live action spinoff, and here's what he said. Things have been talked about, that's all I'm going to say, but nothing would make me happier than to bring Janeway back. I think it would be an incredible, incredible thing to do. There might be an idea in play, but who knows? But I would love for it to happen. Kurtzman also confirmed that there are two female-led new Star Trek shows in the works right now. To, I assume, replace Picard as it falls off the schedule next at the yeah, end of yeah. this next year in spring. Which would be exciting. I don't know what the other one will be. I don't know if it will also be live action or not. I love that they're like this new model of streaming where they're like, we got to have something every season. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, Picard's ending, so we've got to get two new episodes, which is great. Hopefully one is the Michelle Yeoh thing. But no, <gasps> yes, no, that is your, your, you are, must be correct. One of them must be the Michelle Yeoh one. So what could the other one be? Could it be Janeway? And they're just keeping mum about it. Oh, it could be the Janeway thing. Or it could be the Seven Rafi thing. Oh, yes, you're absolutely right. I think it is the Seven Rafi thing. It kind of makes the most sense. But we'll see how Picard season three goes. Yeah. Poor Kate Mulgrew. She might... (laughs) Seven's getting so much... Oh, dear. Anyway, um, he also said that quality over quantity is what he's focused on and that he and Rod Roddenberry are in agreement. He said, I think the answer is that we will put on as much Star Trek as we feel it is possible by main you know is possible maintaining the franchise in a way where it doesn't feel like there's a whole corporate hand that's moving it into position for an outcome goal and so to me when i hear a great star trek idea and my partners rod and everybody who i work with hear it and go that feels like a great star trek show and you know it right away you know why because you don't have to intellectualize it you don't have to convince yourself you hear it and go that's it so quantity quality over quantity i think when you said you know in respect to other franchises clearly he's talking about star wars mm-hmm. uh, and marvel and marvel clearly yeah. um sir pat stew was is urging for a new tng movie he said to the paramount people in the room we could still make a movie Ter- wild i know right but anyway so star trek picard executive producer and showrunner telly Matara telly telly metallist said is gave us uh, the news that there are three villains for season three. He also said, um, what was the point of that? Terry Metalis was, uh, Kurtzman said of Terry that he was so in love in the most beautiful way with the idea of saying, I want to see that last next gen movie, that movie I never got to see, but let's tell that story over 10 episodes and make it one big blowout. Mm. Um, So I don't know if we'll get a TNG movie based on that, but mm -hmm, who knows? I don't know. So we also find out that we've got our three new villains. The main villain is Vadik, or is it Vadich? I don't know. Oh no, an alien character played by Amanda Plummer. Yes. Um, who looks very evil, which looks great. Right. Scarification <clears throat> stuff, yeah. Indeed. The second is Daniel Davis returning as Professor Moriarty. Uh, yes, yes, holding a gun in that trailer. Mm. Hello, my friend. Indeed. And some of you may remember him as the butler from The Nanny. Some of you may remember him some <laughs> as of you. the butler from The Nanny. <laughs> uh, some of us do very much remember him as the butler from The Nanny. Exactly. And the third villain, according to Metallus, and, uh, is, is Lore, Data's evil android brother, played by, of course, Brent Spiner. Like, we could let Brent Spiner go. And let Brent Spiner go. Come on. 
Yeah, that must have been, the I think, the biggest reveal of the Picard teaser trailer, given that Spiner was not part of San Diego Comic-Con character teaser released in July. But oh, it appears it's... that there may be more to the story than simply the return of lore, according to Brett. Right. Brett, Brent, Spiner. <clears throat> and Terry Metalis jumped in to add some context uh, during the interview, and he said, if you're familiar with the movie Crimson Tide, then you mm -hmm. might understand tactically they may have a difference of opinion in this situation with Amanda Plummer. And I think he was talking with regards to Riker and Picard's kind of difference of opinion. Oh, so yeah, because there was this, that scene in the trailer where they're like, uh, are they attacking each other? What's going on there? Kind of deal. Dunno. Oh, where they're like following each other in a cloud. So I wonder if they're doing like a, do we use the quantum nukes or whatever? I don't know. Yeah. All right, we'll cool. see. Uh, LeVar Burton is blessed to have had Terry McCallis, who loves the cast. And of course, Burton's own daughter is joining the cast as his on-screen daughter. Mika Burton. Yes, Mika. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, Big did... in the D&D world. Yes, exactly. And he said that um, he was delighted to have Geordie back uh, with a family. He said, I thought it was a long time wrong in that Geordie was never involved in a healthy relationship. And I'm happy mm. to report that when we meet him, he's not only married, he has two daughters and they have followed him into the family tradition. Of and it's not that doctor you. that he has that weird relationship that we see with in... Yeah. Doctor, oh, Andrea, somebody? Ooh. Barton? No, that's Barton. Mm. We'll come back to that. Um, burn, burn. Michael Dorn on Worf. Uh, we're delighted that Worf is back. I love Worf. He said, Worf is on a journey. He's always been on a journey. Um, I think Worf is going to get a very different storyline. He said, um, I think that we will recognize a lot of Worf and we won't recognize a lot of Worf, which is wonderful. I love that in terms of an actor. So, hmm, who knows? Um, what was it? Uh, Gates McFadden said that Crusher had been off somewhere in the universe for the last number of years on a sort of Doctors Without Borders kind of crusade. And obviously she's in a bit of trouble and that's um, where we're going to meet her in this new season, right. mm -hmm. which is exciting. Um, I think that's everything that I had. So lots of lots of news in terms of Picard. We had some teasers about what's upcoming. Um, I think the disco trailer was also released as well. Um, it was so getting a new very, uh, not informative just yeah, stuff just teasing yeah. just teasing um and so i believe that will be coming out more late spring early summer of 2023 if we have picard february 16th so 10 weeks after that plus an extra couple of weeks for them to get ready so that's my guess is sort of may although sometimes they overlap sometimes sometimes, sometimes but i think that's when they had a lot of track i feel like now that we're losing picard we might not have as much track who knows? We'll have the new new season of Strange New Worlds next year. So it'll be Discovery and Strange New Worlds next year. And maybe, and I think, oh, and uh, coming up in a couple of weeks, we've got the second half of uh, Prodigy season two. Mm. So mm -hmm. lots in the works, lots in the works. Any, any final thoughts? I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I think I like it. Oh dear. Well, that's all from the news. Shall we move on to next time? We go to next time. Next time on Set Phasers. Yeah, that's right. Next time on Set Phasers, we're talking about episode eight of season three of Star Trek Lower Decks entitled Crisis Point Two. Uh, what? Um, <laughs> yes, it, Crisis Point 2, 
paradoxus. Yes. <laughs> I wrote, you can tell I, I wrote Crisis Point 2, Redemption Paradoxus. That's not good. I just got confused. Uh, yes, if you liked what you heard on today's episode, uh, please find more of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts from. We've got dozens and dozens of episodes about Picard, Discovery, uh, Lower Decks, uh, uh, something I'm probably, oh, Strange New Worlds, uh, and other things I'm probably forgetting as well. Uh, so you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And please, you know, rate uh, and subscribe if you can. That would be great. Please do, and of course, as you know, you can follow us on patreon.com forward slash phases for more cooking shows, more behind-the-scenes access, uh, watch parties, and the like. Patreon.com forward slash phases. Um, also, uh, set phases podcast on our socials, and um, uh, well, I'm Stevie Mans. See you next time. Wait, and I'm uh, <laughs> Agamus, and I think you and I could do awful things together. And this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical starter podcast. Computer. End program. <laughs>